Roan Mountain Radio, Episode 77. Welcome to Roan Mountain Radio. I'm Ken Turner. This is a podcast about Roan Mountain, the jewel of the Southern Appalachian Mountains, always located on the border of Tennessee and North Carolina. Coming up this weekend will be the big fall naturalist rally from the Friends of Roan Mountain, and the location is Roan Mountain State Park on Friday the 8th. Dr. Andy Jones presentation after dinner also a full day Saturday with gosh what I count 14 kid friendly activities and our uh, Marty Silver Ranger from Warriors Path State Park presentation on Saturday evening after dinner and we'll have a brief preview with Marty here in just a minute a little housekeeping yes you can register for the naturalist rally the day of the rally you can come in friday night and register or saturday morning and register in the field a little bit more about that later but you can also register online anytime between now and then there's an online registration link at the bottom of this email or go to friends of roan mountain abbreviate mountain as mtn so that would be friends of roan mtn.org there's a link on the fall naturalist rally you can get the brochure registration and schedule there and a link to easy online registration if you want to get in on the meal deal you need to make meal reservations in before tuesday september the 5th and remember that the mail Uh, Post office is closed on Monday, so that kind of jams you up for Tuesday. Online is the way to go. So, all right, enough of the housekeeping for the time being. Marty Silver is more than a local resource, an exceptional naturalist, 38 years in the naturalist business, I guess you would say, an exceptional naturalist. And if you have not met him, you're in for a real treat. One of the neat things is he goes around to the schools in Sullivan County and has probably been doing that most of his 38 years. And I did run the math on that. He estimates he's talked to 30,000 kids a year. We're talking over a million kids have been impressed by Marty Silver and his communication and excitement and enthusiasm is contagious. So we can really thank him for his efforts in stimulating new naturalists. This is your chance to meet and greet and get to know Marty Silver, we're, we're really privileged to have him help with us. More information at the end of this, but I want you to get ready and meet Ranger Marty Silver. An exciting preview of your presentation at the fall rally. And, man, looking at the schedule, this is going to be the trifecta for you on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, I usually lead a hike in the morning, too, but apparently I'm not doing that this time. So I might go along <laughs> one of the hikes instead. Well, you'll be up. You usually do a sunrise photography when you get yeah, a chance. You know, I may not this time because I have to feed the birds here first. So you know, you never know what's the other time it goes. Yeah. Hey, tell me about now. Your your program is on uh, birds of prey, and correct going by the brochure. It looks like you're going to bring some birds. Correct. Are they? Where are those from? Are those from Warriors Path or? Yeah, we keep several uh, non-releasable birds of prey for educational purposes. You know, we do a lot of educational work in the park. It's part of our job is to help folks enjoy and discover and learn more about the natural world. And, and uh, obviously, number one method is going out in nature, but number two method is having something from nature to bring to folks. And so we have several 
captive, non-releasable birds. I'm not going to tell you who all because I don't want to get people's hopes up or down. It will keep me a little mystery about it. But we do have several. Um, they're here because they can no longer survive in the wild for various reasons. Um, some have been injured, you know, that sort of thing. And so we, since uh, in the wild they would die, we keep them so folks can have a chance to learn from them and so they can survive. Sure. Well, that's great. I didn't didn't know Warrior's Path had a live uh, birds of prey. Now, is this an exhibit at at the park? No, sir, it's not. Some of the parks have what's called an aviary where people can come and view birds anytime they want to. Right. The park's open. Uh, we have a slightly different approach. Ours are in a, in, a, in a closed area of the park, so they're only brought out for educational reasons. Um, the advantage of the aviary, of course, for example, Rome Mountain has a wonderful new aviary, is that people can, as I said, come anytime and see and enjoy them. The disadvantage is that uh, depending on the, the activities of the people, it can be a lot more stress. In the Raptors in the wild typically die of either um, disease or starvation or sometimes people doing foolish things. In captivity, their biggest problem is maybe health-related issues, but the biggest problem is probably the stress of dealing with us. And so, like, for example, if one of our birds goes out and does a program at a school, he or she may get to rest in a cage for a week afterwards with nobody around. So that's just the approach we've used with ours. Okay. Okay. So then this is a special event to have these birds out all, all together and, and in public then. Sure. Right. Now, not all of them will be coming because, you know, for example, I'll, I'll, give, I'll tell you one that won't be coming. We'll have a lovely big old black, I mean, turkey vulture. But when he's in a grumpy mood, you know, you know, the vulture's natural method of protecting themselves is to aim their vomit at whatever disturbs them. <laughs> and he's been kind of grumpy the last few days. I've got a good feeling he's not going to come out there because if he did, y'all might not appreciate it. Well, I can understand that. And he has good aim, too. So, like, if, if Cannon particularly upset him, he could aim it at you. Oh, my gosh. So how do you stay on a good side of a turkey vulture? <laughs> Feed him well and don't mess with him. <laughs> Well, that is fantastic. Now, another part of your presentation is going to bring into, uh, I guess, the public, again, your 38 years of experience in doing this kind of educational program. Well, that's true. I've been here a long time. Not long enough, but a long time. I mean, 38 years, that's an awesome accomplishment there. Well, I don't know if it's an accomplishment just as much as the, that they put up with me this long. That's, that's the accomplishment, I guess. Well, that's true. Everybody's Everybody's got their own cross to bear there. But <laughs> uh, 38 years, what, we're, we're looking for this presentation. What, over your history, are some of the exceptional, yay, good, or I wish I hadn't done that kind of experiences oh have you had? Oh and we'll have had all kinds of them. I work, you know, a lot of my work is with the public, both children and adults out in nature. Like, you know, during the rally, I'll be leading a short hike as well as a couple other things. But I can think of one more. The first years I came to work here, I was taking a group of folks on a hike. We passed by this big old locust tree, black locust. Had a hole maybe, oh, I don't know, four inches in diameter. And I said, hey, Mr. Marty, what lives in that hole? Young, foolish park ranger. I'm like, I stuck my hand in the hole. You know what was in there? <laughs> no idea. Yellow jacket's nest. Now, we all found out what was in there, but we found out the hard way. You know. <laughs> and a lesson they will never forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Neither will I, and that's been a long time oh ago. Oh, my gosh. It's just one, I mean, I, I could tell lots of cool examples. We, I was take, taking some middle school kids on a hike one time, and we were looking at tracks and signs of animals. And I'm a firm believer in some of telling children, I don't know when I do know. Not that I'm lying, but give them a chance to figure out for themselves. And so we came upon a big, nice, fresh, fresh pile of possum um, scat. You know what scat is? Yep. Okay. 
Um, and it was full of persimmon seeds. And this young man, eighth grader, said, hey, Marty, what are those seeds over there? And so I, said, I lied. I said, well, I'm not sure. Let's see if we can find that. So we found a nearby persimmon tree, some ripe fruit, and compared the seed with the stuff he found. And he said, well, yeah, you're right. This looks like the same kind of seed. But how did it get this? We had a short lesson on seed dispersal mechanisms. How are seeds catching in place? And so the young man was like, well, he'd been holding for the last 10 minutes. I'm not sure if you heard the screams all the way in North Carolina or not, but he had an experience, a direct, like we like to call a direct experience of a natural resource. And he definitely will never forget it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'll tell you one more funny story. This is kind of a sad one, too. We, are, we have had a captive red-tailed hawk for, uh, we've had it for 25 years. Um, wow. It came to us as an adult. So it was at least, so red-tailed hawks, their eyes start off yellow, they turn brown when they're about two. So this guy was at least 27, possibly quite a bit older. He just died yesterday. Oh, no. So he did not become the Raptor program. He, I mean, it was, it's, a, it's a matter of, you know, their normal lifespan is maybe 20 years, so he was definitely living on borrowed time. But his first ever public appearance, I had worked with a number of owls, but this was the first time I worked with a hawk in public. And I forgot to stop and think that hawks, when they discharge their waste products, it goes straight out behind them, not straight down. And Projectile, school, kind of. You can kind of guess what happened afterwards, can't you? <laughs> And the young lady who got it all over her clothes um, saw me years later and said, remember me? And a lot of times kids say that and say, no, I don't. So I said, yes, I do. She was laughing at them, but she wasn't laughing at it, no, 20-something years ago. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, memorable, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So. Gosh. Well, okay, barring uh, these uh, memorable experiences uh, yeah. coming to rally, we're looking, really looking forward to the birds of prey. And also you're, you're leading a animal tracking Correct. Uh, at lunchtime, you're doing a slideshow of your nature yeah, it's not really photography. Exactly slideshow. Um, they've asked me over the years just to have something pretty people look at in the background. So it'll just be like random pretty pictures from scenes of East Tennessee and, and just kind of just playing. You know, I'll be glad to answer your question. It's not really – it's not a formal talk or it's just, it's just pretty pictures. Yeah, well, you're you're excellent photographer. Well, I appreciate saying so. We just live in a beautiful area. So you all got to just point the camera and go, click, and you got something pretty. <laughs> Well, uh, you're you're a very modest photographer. I'll I'll put that too. Uh, I'm the best photographer in this office right now. Are you? Yeah, because I'm the only one in here right now. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, now you're still doing your your children's school program. Oh yeah. And that that covers what is it? Every fifth grade student in the county. Whatever I will work with preschool through high school and adults too, but you know. The majority of our requests come from the elementary grade just because they have the most room for bringing in guest speakers and also because a lot of what we do meshes well with their curriculum requirements. Okay. I work with about 25,000, 30,000 school kids a year in our regional schools. A year? Yeah. Times how many years? 38? Yeah, something like that. Ever since I was 112 years old. I'm going to run the math on that, but that's a whole lot of kids that have seen you. <laughs> yep, yep. Of course, some you see more than once. I mean, the numbers just count numbers. Like if I see a school, a, a classroom twice, when they just got counted twice. So that's okay, too. That, that too. That, that would have been, that could have been new people. Sure. That's the same exposure. You go through the same uh, presentation or no, well, I, as I much energy. I records from year to year so that, for example, what, the activity I did with a group in his third grade, well, they will not repeat that same activity in fourth grade if they invite me back to the school again. So, Okay. Wow. So that's a whole lot of different programs, too, then. Yeah, try to have some variety. It makes it interesting for children. One of the things that impresses me about you is your energy and level of enthusiasm. Well, who wouldn't be enthusiastic with such a great job? I get paid to play all day long. And, uh, <laughs>
in the, in the prettiest part of the country and you just play all day long. Well, mostly. Yeah. Gosh, Marty. Well, what I'm just trying to think of all the other questions I should be asking you before I hang up. Okay. And I wish I had. I guess I could say a word about one of the things we'll be doing with the raptures, besides the chance to see up close and personal some native wildlife, is discussing the whole concept that everything in nature serves a purpose as a job. You know, the uh, technical term is ecological niche, and so we're going to look into more detail of the raptures' role, purpose. Everything is designed to do a job in nature, including the humans, of course, and there will be a nice demonstration of that. And we may have a few people get to pet some of them. I can't promise who will pet which one or whoever I will, but um, some of them will tolerate being petted. It's not like they love it like a cat or dog, but they will tolerate it, some of them. So we'll see how it goes. Well, like I say, Vulture's probably not coming because he, you don't want to puke on everybody. <laughs> unless, he, unless his mood improves a lot in the next week, I don't think you'll see him. Gosh, that's going to be fascinating. A friend took a picture of me holding the vulture, and he called uh-huh. it uh, two old buzzards. <laughs> uh-huh. One holding the other one. Gosh, you don't have, happen to have that I could put out with this email, do you? Uh, I, I just take a while to dig that thing out. I might find it somewhere, but I, I can't promise. I did pull one good picture from the kids' rally that one of the moms took at your mm-hmm. uh, Nature's oh, okay. Toolbox presentation. All my dead friends. We just got a new addition to our skull collection. Oh? I was out working on our mountain bike trail system here a couple weeks ago and came upon the remains of a dead black bear. Wow, in Warrior's Path? At Warrior's Path. Right. You know, I've been seeing for a number of years, I've seeing occasionally what I thought might be possibly a sign of black bear, but I kept thinking, no, it couldn't be here. But uh, apparently it was there. It's not, it's not there now, but it was. And there may be more. I mean, it's, it, we're, our park is not of sufficient size to maintain a, a, a healthy bear population, but an occasional young one wandering through may stay here a while. That has happened before. So So you got the skull from this yes. expired bear? and yes. Wow, what a, a, a exceptional find for the location. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, but he's definitely dead. There's no fur left on him at all. Fairly recently deceased. I would say sometime, maybe about a year or so ago. I mean, who, there was there, the bones were all pretty much there, most of them, but the the flesh and and, and oh, okay, was long gone. Okay, he he had been dead and had some time to decompose. Wow. If you ever come by my office, I can let you get bitten by a black bear if you'd like. <laughs> well, I'd love to come by your office and, and observe that. But I'm... No, no, no. The bear will bite you if you ask him to. I mean, he's dead, but he, he can still be. Never mind. I'll hush right there. <laughs> well, all your dead friends. Yes. We're looking forward to it, Marty. I think it really is a special opportunity for for people to experience all of your your. 38 years worth of accumulated knowledge and oh my what spills out that'd be fine what doesn't that's for next time <laughs> there you go sounds like a plan yeah marty thank you very much for your time and look forward to seeing you on the mountain and we'll see you soon well i hope you enjoyed that preview with marty silver on the coming fall naturalist rally saturday september the 9th his presentation birds of prey He is really a treasure. That's what I meant to look for, a treasure for us as naturalists and outdoor enthusiasts. He's a lot of fun. If you haven't met him or gone on a hike with him, you need to do that. And you can do that Saturday, September the 9th. He is leading a hike in the afternoon on wildlife tracking. He's also going to be possibly narrating, but more like answering questions at the lunchtime slide presentation. Like he says, pretty pictures. He's a very good photographer and excellent naturalist. So make sure to make your plans, online reservations available at friendsofronemountain.org. Also, if you need 
questions answered, if you're having trouble navigating to it, have anything, drop me an email, ken at friendsofronemtn.org or ken at extremeronadventures.org. Links to this in the show note, also on the webpage for Friends of Roan Mountain, also on the RoanMountainRadio.com webpage, show number 77. There'll be links to the Naturalist Rally, the Friends of Roan Mountain, and the easy online registration. We are really looking forward to the Fall Naturalist Rally. It'll be a great way to start the fall season. Get out and get on the Roan Mountain. Bring the whole family. Yes, this is truly a whole family event. Plenty for kids to do. And parents and kids together can learn so much and have so much fun. That's it for this edition of Roan Mountain Radio. I'm Ken Turner. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the mountain.